And then as we were looking at our embodied dramaturgy and then at the sociocultural inscriptions that, that bodies carry, we became more and more interested in this idea of how does blackness come into relation and into friction with the dance dramaturgy. I think that was interesting for us. Hello and welcome to the Fourth Space Podcast. In this episode, we are thrilled to host a podcast discussion with Matthew Robin Nye, Dana Duggan, Cadu Mello, and Vanessa Montesi, who are all members of the Dramaturgical Ecologies Project. Dramaturgical Ecologies is a research creation project led by Angelique Wilkie that is working at the intersection of trans dramaturgy and Black performance studies. And this semester, they are putting on a series of events aimed at provoking conversations that move between disciplines, concepts, scholars, and practitioners, and that aim to generate and destabilize dialogue and reflection on Black performance. Thanks for listening. We would like to begin by acknowledging that Concordia University is located on unceded Indigenous lands. The Kiyunkahaga Nation is recognized as the custodians of the lands and waters on which we gather today. And Chichage, Montreal, is historically known as a gathering place for many First Nations. And today, it is a home to a diverse population of Indigenous and other peoples. And we respect the continued connections with the past, present, and future in our ongoing relationships with Indigenous and other peoples within the Montreal community. Great. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Anna and Doug and Fourth Space for having us here. Uh, my name is Matthew Nye. I am a PhD uh, candidate here at Concordia University in the Interdisciplinary Humanities Program. And um, I am joined uh, by three of the six artist uh, researcher scholars uh, who are the research assistants uh, for Angelique Wilkie's uh, a dramaturgical ecologies uh, project. Um, I will allow them each to introduce introduce themselves. Uh, Kadu, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Kadu Melo. I'm um, I'm a PhD student at the humanities interdisciplinary program, and also a uh, collaborator in the dramaturgical ecologies group. And uh, I am Vanessa Montesi. I am a PhD candidate uh, in comparative studies at the University of Lisbon, where I have just submitted my PhD thesis on theatrical dance as a form of intermediate translation. And I'm a research assistant at Dramaturgical Ecologies and also founding member of the research group Parte in Lisbon. Um, my name is Dana Dugan. Um, I'm a performance-based artist scholar, PhD student at the HUMA program at Concordia. Um, also a member of the Dramaturgical Ecologies group. And uh, um, I'm also American, a mother, you know, things like that. Today we're coming together uh, to have an informal conversation about the Dramaturgical Ecologies uh, research group. Uh, Dramaturgical Ecologies is a two and a half year old research project uh, that is funded by the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council, the FRQSC. Um, we have recently been successful in uh, Connections uh, SHRC application uh, to extend our research uh, in a sort of ancillary project called Murmurations. Uh, to the end of this year. Uh, that uh, application was also supported by the Milieu Institute, the Center for Interdisciplinary Studies in Society and Culture, 
Uh, and Fourth Space has been a generous presenter uh, of, uh, of, our, of our work and our meetings uh, coming together. Um, in the Murmurations Project, which, uh, which, is leading, uh, which we're leading into uh, with the ABCs of Dramaturgical Ecologies, uh, we are also being joined uh, by a partner um, nonprofit organization, the Three Ecologies Institute. Um, does one of you want to start off by introducing uh, Angelique Wilkie uh, and maybe the, the start of the Dramaturgical Ecologies project? Um, I can take a stab at it. So Angelique um, began this project because she was interested in looking at the embodied dramaturgy of the performer that's often not acknowledged, the specificity of an embodied dramaturgy of a performer within contemporary dance because it's often not considered. And um, in, the, in her decisions about how she was going to um, go about this research, she chose herself just kind of out of convenience. Um, so she became the object of study for the project. Um, and in the process, um, you know, we had COVID, we had Black Lives Matter. Um, as we began closer looking at, uh, at this idea of, of the embodied, drama embodied dramaturgy, of the performer, it became clear that blackness was what some of her, her blackness was something that became um, a central interest in our research, accompanied with the notion of dramaturgy, which ends up being the two pillars, um, foundational and conceptual pillars of the work that we're doing now. And then also in that process, the research, re research creation aspect of it, or the primary part of it was um, a work she did with Melanie Demers and her company Mayday, and the, the work was called Confession Publique, which premiered um, last year at La Chapelle. And so much of the work that we've done discursively has come out of the non-discursive work that went that um, was going on with Confession Publique. So uh, maybe I can ask you a follow-up question there, Dana. When you say much of the work that we're doing comes out of uh, Confession Publique. Um, can you sort of describe that a little bit for uh, someone who's not familiar with our project, uh, how research creation is working uh, as, as a sort of a, um, a research council funded event uh, here? What brings us together in relation to Confession Publique? Well, in the research creation press uh, portion of this, there's the the creative part, which is Confession Publique, which she, she did with Melanie Demers. And the research aspect of it was formed uh, with, she had an interviewing process and uh, ended up creating the group that we have here, plus others. And um, as she was going through the process in the, the creative, the creative um, research part of the development of Confession Publique, we would enter the process at different moments in the creative process. And in that, there would be questions about the process and, you know, in terms of how choices were made, um, how, the, how, how the dramaturgy that was going on for herself as the performer was influencing dramaturgies that were existing um, on the creation as a whole. And um, so over the course of that time, this is, this has been how we've deepened our investigations on blackness and dramaturgy. 
Yeah, maybe it's interesting to say that uh, in the war in Confession Publique, uh, Angelique was both the dramaturge and the, the performer. So initially, we were really looking at uh, how the embodied her embodied dramaturgy as a performer would shift the creative process, and that uh, we did that through a series of uh, interesting uh, on interesting interviews that we carried out because we couldn't meet in person which ended up in an article that we published in a, a repertorio, a journal, a Brazilian journal for performance studies. And, uh, and then as we were looking at our embodied dramaturgy and then at the sociocultural inscriptions that, carries, that bodies carry, we became more and more interested in this idea of uh, how does blackness come into relation and into friction with uh, dance dramaturgy? I think that was interesting to for us to delve in a little bit more deeply. Yeah, if I, if I may give a, a bit of an introduction, um, sort of biographically to Angelique, um, who is the the principal investigator of this um, of dramaturgical ecologies, and for whom the sort of the central uh, research creation activity Confession Publique was oriented around. Um, Angelique uh, was born in Jamaica. Uh, moved to Canada, I believe, as a teenager, um, and then spent 25 years really developing a practice uh, in, in, the con in the context of European concert dance and dramaturgy. Um, she's now a, a full professor uh, here at Concordia University, and the Dramaturgical Ecologies Project has also, in this very personal way, charted some personal explora explorations that she has been well, that she's been sharing with us and that we've been, you know, been a part of uh, through these discussions. And so Dramaturgical Ecologies as a research group came together just before COVID, uh, just before lockdown. So most of the conversations that we've all had together have been in this format on Zoom. So there's, there's been a sort of a, a frontality and a, flat, a flattening out, um, and yet a real sort of community building that's taken place with us through the Dramaturgical Ecologies project. Now, Angelique started off uh, this project uh, against the neutral canvas, and she was thinking about the role of the embodied dramaturgy uh, of a performer uh, in the dance creation process, in the, in the performance and dance specifically creation process. And so one of the things that we talked about was the concept of neutrality. Um, and this idea of neutrality is the idea that there is a, an unencumbered body that enters as the dancer into a uh, performance creation context. And so specifically, we're looking at the dancer. Now, the, the premise that I understand uh, this research project to have started with uh, was Angelique's question, well, what about the inheritances of the individual uh, that is walking into a room? Um, but my, what became really central to this project was, and as I said, this was this is the sort of auto-ethnographic -ethno uh, portion of this uh, research creation process, uh, was the fact that, um, as we know, uh, at the same time that the world locked down uh, because of COVID-19, um, there were multiple murders um, of unarmed uh, Black people, particularly in the United States, but also here in Canada and elsewhere in the world. And so the question of the embodiment of Blackness 
what in other contexts we might call a paraontology of blackness, which understands that blackness is not just embodiment. Um, it's a social configuration. It's an inheritance. Uh, and it's a, a way of relating. It's a form of sociality. Um, all of these questions started to come to the foreground. I'm wondering if maybe we could also talk a little bit about how okra and choreocratic ecologies is coming into uh, this portion of our um, of our research process, and perhaps murmurations, uh, the concept of murmurations, but where we're going with uh, with this work in the coming year. What is okra? It's a vegetable, mm-hmm. and it's a vegetable that has its uh, its its origins comes comes from Africa, from ancient Egypt, and through the force the diaspora accompanied the 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 slave ships, and since then were cultivated in different parts of of the Americas, and. Uh, so yeah, there is this relation with a, a diasporic process. And uh, that wasn't the starting point. That's not how it emerged. It emerged in the sense that my own curiosities with uh, 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 what, how, how, how are the other ways we can find to talk about our researches, to talk about uh, our creations, our creative processes and uh, how to talk about it, how to present it otherwise that is not by the frames of representation. So one day, uh, a year, over a year ago, we were in a meeting and we were stuck. Um, We were trying to share our practices together as researchers uh, in order to understand each other a little bit more, understand our relations um, between our own practice and the the project of dramaturgical ecologies. And Kadu brought uh, a proposition. He brought a lure uh, for us in the form of okra. He said, maybe we're stuck. I'm paraphrasing, and I hope I'm not misrepresenting you. Maybe we're stuck and maybe what we need to do is think about okra. And so, uh, you know, it, it was not, it, it, to, to repeat uh, what you said, it was not initially a, um, it wasn't presented to us as a, uh, as a tool with, with, that was already formed um, that could just sort of solve our problems and act as a metaphor for our diasporic relation to one another and our relation to diasporic blackness, which is a, a key component of this project. It's, it's definitely thinking North, uh, blackness and black studies from the point of view of North America, but not only. Uh, we're thinking about blackness. Uh, we're studying, a number of us are studying with uh, Bayo Okomalafe, who is a Nigerian uh, scholar living in India. Uh, we read, um, we find that... Um, uh, Edouard Glisson really motivates our works and helps us think uh, think the poetics of relation. Um, and he's he's uh, from Martinique. Um, and as I said earlier, Angelique also has an experience of non North American um, blackness, or she has an experience of, of of blackness which is not simply North American, although it clearly is part of it um, in European concert dance in uh, her upbringing in Jamaica. And so we we started to think with okra um, in order to um, f- 
find ways of relating to one another otherwise. Um, find ways of relating to diasporic identity and practices otherwise. And our hope, uh, I think through the what we are calling choreocratic ecologies, um, is to um, find other ways to relate um, to the project of dramaturgical ecologies. And also as we move dramaturgical ecologies in this sort of cellular expansion um, from Confession Publique, from this, this sort of um, absolute core of Angelique's uh, research creation, um, semi-autobiographical project with, uh, with Melanie, um, we, start to, we start to sort of expand outwards. And so once the ABCs of DE have been completed, uh, we have a couple of partnerships uh, and uh, conversations that we're hoping um, to, 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 to produce um, in the second half of this year in particular. Uh, and they're under the name uh, murmurations. Uh, and murmurations, uh, does one of you have a definition for murmuration? Isn't it the movement of flocks of birds as they, as they move and the way that they, you know, form co co converge together and then disperse and then come back and i had i've been looking at a lot of them by chance but i was in rome and it was just like these flocks of birds moving and creating shapes and then going in all directions coming it was so amazing but i think it's the idea of like converging with each other each each own uh singularity you know and retain that but also create shapes together and then move about and 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 it's that it's that exactly it's uh we've we've talked about uh glissant's concept of difference without uh i'm sorry um difference without se separability is um denise denise Ferreira da Silva. yeah um who's um afro-brazilian uh now living in vancouver i believe um and uh what and so but we came to the idea of murmuration or the the key the the keyword of murmuration uh through fred moten Um, and uh, he says that murmuration is a cool word because it bears the trace of the sound. Um, so murmuration. It, uh, it is beautiful when you watch those movements, but it's even more beautiful when you hear them. The internal difference of the swarm is absolute wealth. Um, and so that, that key thing, that internal difference of the swarm is absolute wealth, uh, to me really connects to, um, to the choreocratic uh, and to okra because as we've talked about the consistency of okra as a foodstuff, um, you know, it's a cellular vegetable uh, in the sense that there are different sort of seed cells, uh, but also in different cooking techniques. Um, Dana, you talked about um, the use of okra in, the in, in making roux. Um, yeah, the, uh, the roux specifically uh, referring to food that comes from New Orleans or Louisiana, the state of Louisiana and the way um, okra is used in so many dishes. And it's, um, it is a, lo a lot of people are repulsed by this sliminess, but it is the sliminess that um, creates the foundation and the roux for the basis of the several dishes um, that they have, like the gumbo and red beans and rice, even um, shrimp etouffee. Um, but I think that that's part of the draw of what the okra does functionally as a, as a way to enter into the project is that many, you know, part of the idea of exploring through okra is that we have such a diverse set of practices amongst us all. And 
we've been um, over the course of this project, we've been questioning and exploring what it is that um, our collective uh, methodology or practice is that we work with. And so it's a bit like we're through the okra as an intercessor, a partial intercessor, um, that we're creating a room for ourselves. And we still have yet to explore this like fully. So sometimes I feel like, how do we explain what we haven't really done yet? But this is the lure, like Matthew said, and uh, we'll be working at this, um, at the three ecology site um, as, a, as a research creation with our group specifically um, to explore more. So there'll be more on choreocratic after that. We should, um, before we stop this, I think how me, but all of you as well, it's important to acknowledge the work and the th in the thinking process of Ailey Bird, Elena Shalom and Christian Scott in all the thinking process that led to the ABCs of the E and to what we are presenting today from 20, you know, March 2020 onwards has been yeah, great allies and friends and uh, colleagues. Yeah, it's true. In order to um, in order to not make too much of a murmuration um, in the podcast recording, we've had to reduce our numbers um, as research assistants uh, so that we can theoretically speak clearly. Um, but there is in the group a certain murmuration that comes from its uh, from its diversity um, of of voices. Uh, so Christian Scott, Melina Sialom, and uh, Haley Baird have also been extremely instrumental in in dramaturgical ecologies and its work so far. Thanks so much, Anna and Doug, for having us in fourth space. It was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you. If you have an idea for a podcast, please let us know. You can contact us by email at info.4 at concordia.ca or find us on social media at CU Fourth Space. We'd love to hear from you. The Fourth Space podcast is hosted by me, Douglas Moffat, and produced with Anna Voklebeck. Editing by Chanel Lees Marshall and Maximus Delmar. Social media and web support by Kari Vomstead. And our theme music, courtesy of Supercontinent. Thanks for listening.